the fifth day. God said, Let the waters abound with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of heaven. God created the large sea creatures and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarmed after their kind, and every winged bird after its kind. God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. There was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. The Gospel according to Matthew, the twenty-sixth chapter. As they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks for it, and broke it. He gave to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup gave thanks, and gave to them, saying, All of you drink it, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the remission of sins. But I tell you that I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on, until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. O Lord, who has left unto us in a wonderful sacrament a memorial of your passion. Grant, we beseech you, that we may so use this sacred mystery of your body and blood, that the fruits of your redemption may continually be manifest in us. You, who live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen.
open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. God be merciful unto us, and bless us, and cause his face to shine upon us, that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. The Old Testament lesson for this Monday Thursday is written in the 24th chapter of Exodus, beginning at the third verse. Moses came and told the people all the Lord's words and all the ordinances. And all the people answered with one voice and said, All the words which the Lord has spoken will we do. Moses wrote all the Lord's words, then rose up early in the morning and built an altar at the base of the mountain, with twelve pillars for the twelve tribes of Israel. He sent young men of the children of Israel, who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of cattle to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. He took the book of the covenant and read it in the hearing of the people, and they said, We will do all that the Lord has said and be obedient. Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Look, this is the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you concerning all these words. Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel went up. They saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was like a paved work of sapphire stone, like the heavens for clearness. He didn't lay his hand on the nobles of the children of Israel. They saw God, and ate and drank. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in the eleventh chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the twenty-third verse. Brothers, when therefore you gather yourselves together, it is not the Lord's supper that you eat. For in your eating each one takes his own supper first. One is hungry and another is drunken. What? Don't you have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise God's gathering and put them to shame who don't have enough? What shall I tell you? Shall I praise you? In this I don't praise you. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks the Lord's cup in a way unworthy of the Lord will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. 
For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy way eats and drinks judgment to himself if he doesn't discern the Lord's body. For this cause many among you are weak and sickly, and not a few sleep. For if we discerned ourselves, we wouldn't be judged. But when we are judged, we are admonished by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. He hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the thirteenth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Now before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his time had come, that he would depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he came from God and was going to God, arose from supper and laid aside his outer garments. He took a towel and wrapped a towel around his waist. Then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Then he came to Simon Peter. He said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, You don't know what I am doing now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I don't wash you, you have no part with me. Simon said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, Someone who has bathed only needs to have his feet washed, but is completely clean. You are clean, but not all of you. For he knew him who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not clean. So when he had washed their feet, put his outer garment back on, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. You say so correctly, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that you should also do as I have done to you. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. In Salem also is his tabernacle, and his dwelling place in Zion. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. 
He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was delivered up to death, that he might quicken his people. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At midnight, Thursday will end, Friday will begin, and that's how we reckon time in the West. A new day begins at midnight. But look at the creation account in Genesis 1, and you'll see the scriptures reckon time differently. Evening, then morning, make a day. First evening, then morning. So for Christ in Holy Week, as the sun went down, Thursday came to an end, and as evening set, Friday began. We call today Monday Thursday, but by the scriptural reckoning, it's Friday, meaning this. All the events of our Lord's suffering and humiliation happened in one day. The institution of the supper, his prayer in Gethsemane, his betrayal and arrest, his trial and standing before Pilate, his scourging and crucifixion, his death and burial, was all one day. The day began with the institution of the supper. It would end with him in the tomb. And what the scriptures want us to see in this one day, that everything happens is one day, is that what happened to our Lord was not many different separate events, but one complete event to be seen as a whole, from the institution of the supper to Easter morning, one whole event. That's why we begin celebrating tonight the Sacred Tridaeum, which begins tonight, continues tomorrow, and ends on the vigil of Easter as evening begins that new Sunday. It's all one service, because the supper, the crucifixion, the resurrection— are all together part of the same whole. Now our collect this evening wonderfully picks up on this concept of the entirety of the passion being a whole when we prayed, O Lord God, who has left unto us a wonderful sacrament, a memorial of your passion. Again, notice the memorial is the sacrament to our Lord's entire passion. However, the English translation of the collect is rather weak. The Latin is much stronger. It says, O God, who has relinquished a memorial of your passion to us in this miraculous sacrament. Now meditate on this with me for a bit. Much of the language in the collect comes from Psalm 111, which we prayed in the tract before the gospel. In Psalm 111, it says, He has caused his wondrous, that is, miraculous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. First of all, notice that this sacrament is wondrous in that it is miraculous. Wondrous and miraculous. Miraculous, not magical. Magic in its true sense is when man, with his words and actions, attempts to influence and control the spiritual, attempts to control even the divine, in order to bend the spiritual or divine to fulfill his wants and desires. You see, magic is man desiring to take the place of God, trying to control God's words for his own pride and perversion to his own ends. But the sacrament, rather, is God's work, his miraculous work. Men do not manipulate the spiritual to bring the supper into being. That would be magic, and that does not happen. Instead, Christ, by his word, through men, brings the supper. It's God's work. It's Christ's work. It's miraculous. Notice what our Lord left us in this miraculous sacrament. We pray that it was a memorial of his passion. And again, that comes from the language of Psalm 111. He has caused his wondrous, miraculous works to be remembered. 
The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. Memorial, remembered, it's the same language. That's the very same language our Lord used in the supper. Do this in remembrance of me. However, this remembering is not simply a recollection of what happened in the distant past, like when you flip through an old photo album and recount how things used to be. No, this remembering is a miraculous remembering. To understand, consider the Old Testament Israelites. They were God's people. Every year they would celebrate and remember the Exodus by telling the narrative, then eating the Passover. But this was not a simple annual reenactment or a recalling of how things used to be. No, instead, the celebration of the Passover brought the past events of the Exodus to their day, to them, and made that their reality, made the Exodus their reality. It didn't matter how many years or centuries that they were removed from the historical events of the Exodus, because every time they celebrated the annual Passover, they were actually participating in the Exodus itself. They were not reenacting the Exodus. They were actively participating in the event which made them God's people. God had brought them from slavery to freedom. He fed them with the bread of heaven in the desert. He had them drink water from the rock. He brought them to the promised land. Every time they partook of the Passover, they were participating in those salvific events. They remembered those events which made and kept them God's people. And God, as they took the Passover remembered his covenant with them and kept them in the promise of the coming Christ. And that's the way it is for us with the supper. We are God's New Testament people. Every week we celebrate and remember our Lord's passion by reciting the words of our Lord and eating the supper. But this is not a simple weekly reenactment or recalling how things used to be. No, instead the celebration of the supper brings the past events of our Lord's passion to us today. It thrusts the cross into our lives here and now and makes the cross our reality. It doesn't matter how many years or centuries we are removed from the historical event of our Lord's crucifixion. Every time we celebrate this supper, we are actually participating in the Lord's passion itself. We are not reenacting that night of his betrayal, but we are actively participating in the event which made us God's people. God brought us in the cross. God brought us from slavery to sin, death, and the devil to freedom in Christ. Here at the altar, he feeds us with the true bread of heaven in the wilderness of this world. Here we drink the blood from the side of Christ, who is our rock. Here in this supper, we are brought to the gates of heaven, the true promised land. Yes, we remember these events. And partaking in the supper, we are made and kept God's people. And as we partake in the supper, God remembers his new covenant with us. And remembering his new covenant, he keeps us in our Lord's passion. He keeps the Lord's passion the reality of our lives. He keeps us in the salvation of the cross. In the Latin of this collect, notice it doesn't say that Christ simply leaves us this sacrament, but that he relinquishes the memorial in this sacrament to us, which is a very strong way of saying that this sacrament and this re miraculous remembering is yours by divine right. He didn't just simply give it to you, he relinquished it to you. Just as a husband relinquishes his body and life to his wife in marriage, 
so that all that he has is by right hers, likewise our Lord has relinquished his body and blood to us, his people, in this supper. All that he has is yours right here at this altar. It is intimately yours to receive by grace. And from all this, we continue to pray in our collect. Grant, we beseech you, that we may so use this sacred mystery of your body and blood. Again, the Latin is stronger. Grant, we beg you, that we may thus venerate the sacred mysteries of your body and blood. What does it mean to properly venerate the sacred mysteries of this supper? And for this, here's St. Paul. He says tonight, Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of our Lord. Let a person examine himself then and so eat the bread and drink the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. True veneration of this sacrament then is not blessing the sacrament then sitting around it for hours in prayer. That's not what our Lord tells us to do with this sacrament. Instead, true veneration of the sacrament consists of this, discerning and recognizing the body and blood of our Lord in the supper, then with that, worthily eating and drinking it at his command. Therefore, we ought not come to the supper hastily or carelessly. Don't come up to the supper out of mere habit or because everyone else is doing it or because you're worried what people might think of you if you remain in the pew and don't come up. True veneration of the sacrament, first and foremost, considers and meditates on what the supper is, which is the sacred mystery wherein our Lord's body and blood are truly and actually here before you. And that partaking of his body and blood makes the cross present in your life and makes his passion your present day reality. If you do not spend even a second meditating on this, if you come casually thinking of this meal as any other vulgar meal like you get at a fast food window, or if you absolutely refuse to believe that the body and blood is here in this meal, then don't come up because Paul says you will eat and drink judgment on yourself. True veneration also requires that you do not come up to, to the sacrament unworthily, that is, without examining yourself. Yes, the Lord is here at this altar, body and blood. But have you meditated on who you are in approaching our Lord in the sacred mystery? Have you reflected upon your life in the mirror of God's law? Have you let the scriptures reveal that you are a sinner? That in the depravity of your sin, you have need of forgiveness of a savior? You see, it's one thing to struggle with the sin from which you repent, which you wrestle with. In that case, you come up and receive the, sac the sacrament for the forgiveness of your sins and to strengthen you in that battle. But it's another thing to struggle with the sin because you do not desire or you absolutely refuse to repent from it. If you, refuse, if you refuse repentance, in that case, stay away because God's law needs to continue to break you. Because the supper is not some magic to strengthen you in achieving your lusts and desires of your flesh. It is a miracle given to you for the forgiveness of your sins. Now, beyond that, true veneration consists of meditating on the forgiveness that is received in the sacrament. And Christ tells us, my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks on my blood abides in me and I in him. 
Well, what does it mean that the supper is true food and true drink? Well, consider what's at this altar. It's Christ's body, which is being offered to you in the bread. And his body is the one and only sacrifice which Christ our high priest offered to the Father for your sins. Here is placed in your mouth the flesh of the Son of God which redeemed you once and for all. Here in this wafer is the sacrifice and redemption of the high priest being put in your hand for you to eat with your mouth. As you eat it, you partake in the ancient eternal sacrifice that was offered to the Father for your sins, to forgive you of your sins in order to satisfy and strengthen you. Here also is Christ's blood, in which, having been shed, is the new covenant. There is life in the blood. In this blood is the life of the eternal Son of God in the flesh. As you drink from this cup, you partake of the new covenant in his blood. For the forgiveness of your sins, and in that forgiveness that you may be sealed in the salvation of our Lord's passion. As you drink, you receive the life of Christ in you, so that Christ abides in you. While you eat and drink, you partake of the sacrifice given and of Christ's resurrection. When you eat and drink, you are spiritually satisfied for now and for eternity. When you eat and drink, you are brought into the new covenant, which he remembers forever. When you eat and drink, you abide in Christ as you're sealed into his covenant. And when you eat and drink, Christ abides in you as you receive his eternal life. As you partake, you participate in the greater exodus of our Lord's passion. From the darkness of slavery to sin, death, and the devil, to the light of freedom and life in Christ. You see, true veneration of the sacrament is just this. To discern the body. To examine yourself in repentance. To meditate on the mysteries and blessings here in the bread and wine. And then to eat and drink it as our Lord commands to receive those blessings. And true veneration is also this. Hear what our Lord says from the gospel. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is why we pray that as we truly venerate the sacrament, that the fruits of your redemption may continually be manifest in us. That is, true veneration of the sacrament is that after we take it, after we receive it, we remain in repentance and then let the sacrament come to fruition in us. Let it produce fruits of love for one another in us. And notice what fruits, what good works Christ calls us to do. Christ speaks first and foremost that our witness to the world is in loving one another in the church. First and foremost, by loving one another, that is how people we know that we are his disciples. That as we eat and drink to our forgiveness, we then live in forgiveness with one another, loving and supporting one another as we bear our crosses. We love and support each other as we suffer today, so that tomorrow we may be in glory with him, together. So let us here begin celebrating our Lord's passion tonight by truly venerating the body and blood at this altar, by together eating and drinking worthily and partaking of our Lord's passion.
Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. 
and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I said, O Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul, for I have sinned against thee. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints shout for joy. O Lord, save our rulers. Let the king hear us when we call. Save thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Remember thy congregation, which thou hast purchased of old. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. Let us pray for our absent brethren. O thou, our God, save thy servants that trust in thee. Let us pray for the brokenhearted and the captives. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Send him help from the sanctuary, and strengthen them out of Zion. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. O God, you desire not the death of sinners, but rather that we turn from our evil way and live. We come before you, although we have sinned and deserve only your wrath. Yet we flee to your mercy in Christ Jesus our Lord, who gave his body and his blood for our redemption. Lord, grant that we may ever thus believe and never waver. Grant that in such faith we may worthily come to your altar to eat the very body and drink the true blood, which your Son has given for our redemption. In thanksgiving, Remember and proclaim the sufferings and death of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we place our trust. Until his return, graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. My soul hath long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace but when I speak, they are for war. In my distress I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. My soul hath long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. What shall be given unto thee, or what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? Sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper. My soul hath long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace, but when they speak, they are for war. Woe is me that I sojourn in Mesek, that I dwell in the tent of Kedar. My soul hath long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man which imagine mischiefs in their heart, continually are they gathered together for war. 
They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's poison is under their lips. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man who have purposed to overthrow my goings. The proud have hid a snare for me and cords. They have spread a net by the wayside. They have set gins for me. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. O God the Lord, the strength of my salvation, Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked, further not his wicked device, lest they exalt themselves. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. As for the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover me. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into deep pits, that they rise not up again. Let not an evil speaker be established in the earth. Evil shall haunt the violent man to overthrow him. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Keep me from the trap which they have laid for me, and the snares of the workers of iniquity. Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Keep me from the trap which they have laid for me, and the snares of the workers of iniquity. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity, and let me not eat of their dainties. Keep me from the trap which they have laid for me, and the snares of the workers of iniquity. Let the righteous smite me, it shall be a kindness, and let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head, for yet my prayer shall also be in their calamities. Keep me from the trap which they have laid for me, and the snares of the workers of iniquity. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. Keep me from the trap which they have laid for me, and the snares of the workers of iniquity. But mine eyes are unto thee, O God the Lord. In thee is my trust, leave not my soul destitute. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst that I withal escape. Keep me from the trap which they have laid for me, and the snares of the workers of iniquity. I looked on my right hand, and behold, but there was no man that would know me. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. I cried unto thee, O Lord, I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. 
The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, which same he did bless, and he brake it, and gave thereof to his disciples. Jesus took the bread, which same he did bless, and he brake it, and gave thereof to his disciples.
My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me, and from the words of my roaring? O my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. They part my garments among them. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. They trusted in thee, and were not confounded. They part my garments among them. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord, that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. They part my garments among them. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope, when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from the mother's belly. They part my garments among them. Many bowls have compassed me. Strong bowls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths, as a ravening and a roaring lion. They part my garments among them. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the mist of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. They part my garments among them. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them, and cast lots upon my vesture. They part my garments among them. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the wild oxen. They part my garments among them. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him. And fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard. They part my garments among them. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. They part my garments among them. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. They part my garments among them. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow down before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, that he hath done this. They part my garments among them.